podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Jurgen Klopp's press conference has been done this morning, so we have some quotes. Run through those, courtesy of Ian Doyle's Twitter feed. On the Brazilian lads, he says, Bobby Firmino will not be available this weekend because of injury. It's a tricky situation. We shouldn't forget the players want to play these games for Brazil and the clubs wanted to let them go, but it was just not possible. I'm not sure the clubs want to let players go on international duty at any point, but obviously the players do want to go and play for their country. He says the real punishment is for the players. They can't play, which is what they love to do, but the clubs too, that's really not okay. When I was speaking to Arsene Wenger and a FIFA guy before the international break about the World Cup plans, I got a notification that there'd be no exemption for players, and those three in the room agreed the players could not go. On Naby Keita, he says Naby is here and well and all fine, but it is not good as well. We tried to do what we could with other clubs to get him home safe. All other players are okay from the international break. Talking about Leeds, he says everybody tells tells me the atmosphere at Leeds is outstanding. So I'm really looking forward to it. We have people like Millie who can tell us, but the game will be tricky anyway. They have a specific way of playing with a man-marking idea and very flexible and brave in possession. He says there are no more demanding sports as football. We all know why it's happening. Whatever people say about giving countries more opportunities in the World Cup, in the end, it's all about money. That's how it is. That's fine. We get a lot of money. He is right. The only reason FIFA are insisting that players play in these silly international games at this point in the season, in the middle of a pandemic, is for money. No other reason. The reason the Brazilian FA are up in arms is because they lose money. The crowds aren't as big when the top players aren't there. It's as simple as that. If there's a World Cup every two years, that means 100% there will be European Championships every two years, which means top players will have a tournament every summer and maybe a three-week break. That's the situation. And that is what will happen. If the World Cup is every two years, say if it's 22, 24, 26, 28, then the European Championships, the Copa America, AFCON, etc., will go 23, 25, 27, 29. That's what they will do. They will try and rinse these players and run them into the ground by having a major tournament every single summer. And the issue with that then is the qualifiers are going to be even more packed. So players aren't going to have any kind of break at all. It's time for the clubs to really push back on this. The clubs are the teams that are the people that can stop this. The major clubs, if the 40 biggest clubs across Europe, South America, Africa, Asia got together and said, no, we're not allowing this. We're not going to be releasing our players. If they can get the domestic leagues behind them, which I think they can in a lot of in a lot of situations. Then I do think we can see a stop put to this nonsense idea of a World Cup every two years. The idea of a World Cup every four years, is that it makes it special. A World Cup every two years will just completely diminish everything that the World Cup stands for. Klopp on the transfer window business. Good, all okay. We bought Ibu in, 
sold some players, sent some players on loan to get more possibility of games. All good. I don't think he believes a word of that. Klopp on Trent. Some people think if Trent plays 10 yards further forward, he can become more influential. But I can't think of many more influential from his position. Trent is a one-of-one. At right back, he is a one-of-one. There's nobody more influential in the game right now as a right back. And If you look at the history of the game, the only two players that you could maybe make a case for are Danny Alves and Javier Zanetti. But Danny Alves played with Messi. So Danny Alves was never relied upon to be a big creator. If you go back and look at Danny Alves' assists, about 40% of his assists at Barcelona are him rolling a simple ball into Messi and Messi doing the rest. That's not the case for Trent. Yes, he gets certain ones where he rolls it into Mo and Mo does madness. But other than that, Trent's assists are far more impressive than what we saw from Danny Alves. And Zanetti just doesn't have the assist numbers. Inter ran their team through him, but not to the way we run our team through Trent. And the idea that he should have moved into midfield is absolute nonsense. He's the best right back in the world now that Kimmich has gone into midfield for Bayern and Germany. Trent is the best right back in the world. He might be a good midfielder, but he's very unlikely to be the best midfield player in the world. So why not leave him where he is? Why not have a world-class right back as opposed to just a very good midfield player? There's a lot more midfield players around than there are good right backs. It's easier to find that great midfielder than it is to find that great right back. So as things stand, the club don't know what the situation will be with Alisson and Fabinho, whether they will be able to play on Sunday or not. Uh, Klopp says it's not ideal. He'd like to be able to train today with the team he's going to pick on Sunday, but he doesn't know yet if he's going to be able to pick, pick these players. Hopefully we hear news in the next couple of hours, but as of right now, unfortunately there's nothing. Uh, Neil Jones has an article about Jurgen Klopp's admiration of Patrick Bamford. That's over on Goal.com. Melissa Reddy has a piece on Rafinha, he, who is an attacker that Liverpool have long admired. It's a shame they didn't take that admiration to the next level 12 months ago and buy him from Ren 17 million. Would have been a, a very nice addition to bring in, um, but it is what it is. As for David Lynch, he just has a piece, or a, a tweet here. Premier League clubs still waiting to hear if they'll be able to play the Brazilians this weekend would require the CBF, that's the Brazilian Football Association, to back down. But time is running out and many managers will have to select their team for the weekend. Today, Harvey Elliott and Virgil van Dijk are available for Liverpool. James Milner will be assessed, uh, but Bobby Firmino and Taki Minamino are both ruled out now. I don't know if Harvey will be fit enough to start, but it's good that he's going to be in the squad. Milner, he probably misses out on the squad just from a lack of training. He trained yesterday. He'll probably train today. But I, I think all things being been fair, it's probably best if Milner just waits another week or waits until Milan to make his return to the matchday squad. On the Liverpool.com website, there are multiple pieces. Steven Gerrard can help. Liverpool beat Manchester United to free transfer for next Joe Gomez. Fleetwood Town teenager James Hill will be available on a free transfer next summer. 
Liverpool and Stephen Gerrard's Rangers are among the interested parties. Unusual that Rangers wanting a player would somehow help us get the player. But Hill is very, very talented. Very, very highly regarded. Whether he's a Joe Gomez or not, I mean, it could well just be hyperbole, but he is very, very highly regarded. And when Joey Barton was there, he did talk him up. Um, Liverpool working on £170 million double transfer as Jurgen Klopp receives triple injury boost. This is their wrap-up piece that they do on Liverpool.com. So Naby, Virgil and Harvey Elliott all fit for the weekend. Um, They say that according to the Daily Record, Rangers are in the lead to get James Hill. 70 million forward linked Kingsley Coleman uh, being linked with Liverpool. Anyone to pay 70 million for Kingsley Coleman would have to be out of their mind. Tremendous player, but 100 million or 70 million is bananas. And 100 million euro for Pedri. So we can rule that one out because Pedri is not going to leave Barcelona. Uh, Manuel Vett had a story on Transmarket. I believe his story is just a a translation of, of a colleague's story about Liverpool wanting Karim Adiemi, who's currently at Red Bull Salzburg, 19-year-old striker, has made his German debut. Exceptionally talented player. Really, really impressive player. One that would make a lot of sense for Liverpool to move for, maybe even in January, and try and jump ahead of the other teams who are in for him. Barcelona, but they have no money. Bayern would be the big big threat here to get him. You could see Bayern doing a short-term extension with Lewandowski, buying this kid, maybe even loaning him out for a year, then having him come back, learn under Lewandowski for a year, and then replacing him. It'll be tough to get a German ahead of Bayern. That's kind of always the way. But if Liverpool were to move in in January, maybe they could just get in ahead of them. Uh, Also piece here, but Liverpool might have the next Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's basically hyping Connor Bradley, who looks a very talented player, but he is 18. So let's not put any pressure on the kid at this point. He will probably have a couple of loans before he gets any real time in the Liverpool team. Um, The expert view, this is from This Is Anfield, the expert view as Virgil van Dijk faces decisive battle in Leeds versus Liverpool. So they spoke to a reporter from the Yorkshire Evening Post uh, about it, how they assess Leeds summer, realistic uh, ambitions for the season, parallels between Klopp and Bielsa, and who Leeds' three most important players are. So he's picked Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford and Rafinha. I think that's absolutely correct. Calvin Phillips and Rafinha, clearly the two best players at the club. But Bamford is key because he's the one that scores the goals. Uh, they've also got a a piece wrapping up the latest news. And again, it's it's all very similar to the same stuff that was on Liverpool.com. Uh, Jurgen Klopp hits nail on head with Brazil farce as Reds remain in the dark. And again, it's just Klopp's words on Alisson and Fabinho and how the whole thing is based around money. And he's absolutely right. Uh, there is a piece here on Queeving Kelleher, which is interesting. Kelleher conundrum laid out as Ireland, laid out with Ireland manager comments. So Kelleher is now the number two goalkeeper for Ireland behind Gavin Basunu, 
who's owned by Man City, currently on loan, to, on loan at Portsmouth, spent last year on loan at Rochdale. Kenny says that Basunu is starting because he's playing regularly and Kelleher's on the bench because he's not playing for Liverpool. It's kind of unfortunate because going into this weekend when we will need Cuevin Kelleher and you know with the season ahead where we will likely need him as well, it would be really nice if he was at least getting games for Ireland. As unrealistic as that might be, just to have him getting real minutes in real games would be quite nice. But... Unfortunately, because he's not getting his game at Liverpool, he's not going to get his game with the Irish national team, bad and all, as they might be. And believe me, they are dreadful. So that's just the unfortunate situation. It was one of the reasons I thought maybe he'd go on loan this year and we might keep hold of maybe Grabara, who'd been on loan a couple of years, maybe keep him for the year loan, Kelleher, but in the end, Grabara got sold. And Callagher got kept. So, unfortunately for him, he won't play much this season, but he will be relied on at some point. At some point, Liverpool are going to need him to step up and he will have to perform. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, there's a really good article about Jude Bellingham from Stephen Smith. Well worth your while giving that one a read. Uh, I think Jude Bellingham's one that excites all English fans and all Liverpool fans. There's very clearly interest from both parties. The issue would be Borussia Dortmund are going to want treble what they paid from, maybe even more. He's unlikely to move next summer, I think, because they generally only sell one big player a year. Sancho this year, Haaland next, and maybe Jude in 2023. Now, that might allow Liverpool to kind of save up... <laughs> Uh, put money in the piggy bank, whatever. But in all likelihood, he, he possibly will end up being priced out of a move to Liverpool, um, unless he's in a position where he forces the move. Similar to what Sancho in the end kind of did, but Sancho did it for money. We won't pay the kind of wages that Sancho took at United. So we would want, we would need Bellingham to do it for other reasons. Uh, there's a ton of new podcasts on AI Pro. There's the Scouted for Leeds, myself and Carl Matchett. There is a Champions League preview, and uh, we picked the best 11 plus subs of players that transferred this summer. Those are both up. There is a Molby on the Spot with Trev Downey and Big Jan, which is an excellent listen. And there is a Pro Plus with myself and Trev, which started out being a podcast about the situation with the Brazilian lads and kind of became a chat about everything, about how toxic Twitter has become, how the whole ownership debate is just completely out of line with reality. We talked about GAA. We talked about all sorts, really. Uh, it's called The Truculent One, uh, which I think Trev has now uh, given me the title of the truculent one, but, you know, I think it's a fairly accurate description. But those are all out. That's four new podcasts up on AI Pro in the last day or so. Two scouteds, Moby on the spot, and uh, an AI Pro Plus, all of them featuring a, a man from Navin, which is tremendous stuff for a small town outside the, the big smoke in, in Ireland. Um, that'll do us for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy your weekends. Up the Reds. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.